Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi, and welcome to episode six of Medium Lady Talks. Today's episode is Medium Lady Talks About Intuition. And I was batting around a couple of ideas for today's episode. And when I settled on the idea of intuition, my intuition said, yes, let's talk about intuition. I'm being a bit tongue in cheek, of course, but my word of the year for... 2021 was the word intuition. Now, many of us have seen the New Year's hype around setting resolutions and the backlash, the cultural social backlash against setting resolutions, feeling like our worthiness is only to be had in the very moment we're living in and our worthiness is not going to be dependent anymore on our resolutions and how we may keep them or not. What I did see instead was a lot of people pivoting from resolutions to a word of the year. A word of the year, I think, has been a growing trend probably for the last three years or so. I think that it's because it gives our brains an anchor and it gives us the same sense of purpose that resolutions do. I actually don't think resolutions are all that bad. And if you've been following me on Instagram at medium.lady, And side note, I hope you are following me on Instagram. I have certainly been using my assignment as a way to monthly get myself a clean slate as a way of starting every month afresh with new goals and new attitudes and new things to pay attention to. I think this comes by my own nature. I am an Aries. I don't know a lot about astrology, but I do know that Aries generally start off with a bang. And in my personality, that proves to be true oftentimes. I am pretty organized. I can pull together something that makes sense very quickly, but I'm not great at the long game. And that's okay. That's just who I am. And I have learned to dial up my focus and intention when the long game requires it. And I've learned to let myself off the hook when there are things in life that don't require a long game. That being said, to go back to resolutions, my comment about my assignment is that monthly, I give myself four things to target or pay attention to as a way of spending my attention and free time, which is limited every month. By choosing first at the beginning of the month how I'm going to spend my free time, it allows me to live the month with intention and mindfulness But also, the sneaky benefit of the assignment is that I don't have to play the long game. I don't have to beat myself up for seeing my four assignments past the month. And I don't have to give myself a hard time when I don't make it through the month with what I said I was going to do because it was just a month. And if it didn't serve me, that's okay. At the beginning of the month, the next month, I get a clean slate and I get to pick new things. It's really working for me. So all of that to say is that our social rejection of resolutions, I don't want to say particularly that I have subscribed to that, but 
that's only because my assignment works for me. And in terms of my follow through, my attention span, and my interest, I prefer to play a short game of a monthly goal rather than the long game of an annual or even a five-year goal. But I wasn't talking about resolutions. This episode is called Medium Lady Talks About Intuition. What I was talking about was the word of the year. The word of my year for 2021 is the word intuition. And I want to talk a little bit about how I chose that word or how that word chose me. And I want to talk a little bit about what I've learned so far. It is almost the end of April, the day that I'm recording this. There are some things that I have learned from the word intuition being a guiding focus. Before I dive into the meat of the podcast, I do want to invite you to rate and review wherever you are listening today. It would mean a lot to me, and it would mean a lot to the show as a new podcast with only six episodes in our repertoire. So let's talk a little bit about how I chose the word intuition for 2021. At the end of 2020, I experienced something that I'm going to just call burnout and a pretty profound burnout at that. I had been back at work for about four months and I started acting in a way that was sort of zombified, a sort of overreaction, um, moving through life without plans, moving through life without a sense of purpose. You know, I was just sort of whipping my head around turning it to whatever stimulus would present itself with the most urgency. And typically this was either work-related emergencies, kid-related emergencies, family-related emergencies, and I'm using the word emergency with a small e. These are the phone calls from the daycare. These are the urgent texts from work. I became a bit of a zombie is the best word I can think of it. I was really going on instinct alone. And What happened was I took a break because I had kind of come to the emotional crossroads of living like that. And I recognized I just didn't feel like myself. And I wanted to leave this zombie approach behind. The only way I was going to do that was to get some space in order to tune into my intuition and tune out all of the stimuli, all of those pings and dings and notifications I needed space so that I could pause and process all of that stimuli. And then by pausing, I could take a moment to make what I'm going to call a frequency adjustment. Taking that space at the end of December led me to realize that what I was really tuning into, what that frequency adjustment was, and I want you to imagine me sitting at a big control panel uh, in an airplane or a control panel at you know, a very complicated machine, you know. Oh, it also makes me think of this childhood story about this little boy who finds a subway running through his home. And when he finally figures out how to fix the problem, he he meets this man who basically acts as a computer. Anyway, I digress. That's a great book, by the way, children's book. So imagine me at a big control panel, whatever a control panel means to you. Picture me sitting in front of it. Tuning into my intuition on the control panel You know, if this is a sci-fi medium lady spaceship, incoming email coming from school, tuning in to receive data, and then pausing and making an adjustment to the intuition dial, thinking about what to do next on the control panel before setting phasers to stun or whatever. Tuning into my intuition 
requires engaging as many senses as I can and taking a break before responding to stimuli, taking in a bit more information, making adjustments on the control panel, also taking a deep breath, realizing that I'm at a control panel. That's a huge part of it. Sometimes we're responding so quickly we don't even recognize that we've sat down at the control panel. We just think we're being ourselves. And really what we've done is we've taken a break from being ourselves in order to sit at the control panel. And that's not using intuition. I really found this idea of thinking about the control panel and my intuition really useful because it helped me change course in my medium lady spaceship. You know, changing course from zombie back to human, back to woman and mom and sister and friend and daughter, wife, person with relationships. I already could feel my senses awakening as I was able to take more steps back from that control panel and as I was able to use intuition as a frequency to intercept all of the stimulation that was coming at me. And I know I'm not alone in that experience. I know I'm not alone with having been a zombie. There's a lot of people who need to show up and do their best. And the best way to do that is to be a bit of a zombie, is to react to stimuli. You know, I say zombie because I feel like zombies have like a singular mission. They don't stop until they satisfy that mission. And when I call myself a zombie... I'm sort of moving in the direction of stimulus, no matter what the stimulus is. I can't discern the difference between what's important and what's not. And I think that sometimes being a zombie is actually really useful. It helps you lean on all of your existing assumptions that you use to live life. It helps you make decisions really quickly. It might or might not help you show up for people who need you. But you can't be a zombie for very long. And the trade-off to being a zombie is to set your intuition at a low frequency because zombies don't need any time or space to respond to stimulus. And humans do. (laughs) I do. Uh, I need that intuition and space to figure out what the best thing to do next is. Over time, being a zombie meant I just wasn't feeling good and I was ready to forsake my quick instincts, forsake living on my map of assumptions to start to pause and process in the space that my intuition required. Now, the funny thing is that this discovery happened at the very end of 2020. And 2020, Christmas of 2020, was a holiday season that was very empty of all of the stimulus that it normally holds. Kids concerts, staff parties, family get-togethers, There was a lack of stimulus, connection-driven stimulus, and I had an opportunity to use the absence of those events to make room for intuitive space. And that's what led me into the new year and my approach to using intuition as my word of the year. So now that I've figured that out, and now that I have a sense of that instinct versus intuition, I've really kind of come around and maybe... I've bounced back. Sure. Okay, let's be really generous and say that from that burnout at the end of 2020, I've actually come back from it. (laughs) You know, even saying that now, I think maybe that's a little debatable, but how do I avoid that happening again? How do I avoid being zombie Aaron? And how do I put anything in place to prevent mass life chaos creeping in? I have no secrets when it comes to that. I have no hacks. I have no tips. I have no tricks. 
what I have uncovered is annoying and true. (laughs) So you just brace yourself for whatever I might say next, because annoying truths are the worst for women. This is what I have discovered. The more present I am, the more intuitive I may be. The more intuitive I am, the more grounded I can be emotionally. And when I'm grounded emotionally, I can face uncertainty, stress, and chaos with a sense of presence and an approach that is practical. The hard part is that getting things done quickly, without thinking, without space, reacting to stimulus without filtering or pausing results in emotional instability, a sense of disconnectedness, a sense of being untethered to the present in response to either the nagging worry of the future or the regretful ache of the past. It's just not a place that I want to spend my days. When I am grounded emotionally, I can face uncertainty of the future or regrets of the past with a sense of presence and practicality. And that is not unemotional. That is not cold and distant. That is a warmth of self-compassion. That is a graceful gratitude for what has been and what will be. And that is a tuning into my intuition. I think I expected the more intuitive I was living, the more I would be able to act on instinct. I think we think of intuition as something like a spidey sense or a superpower. If you have intuition, if you are an intuitive person, then you can just basically pull your visor down and look at the world a different way. You know, that beep, 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 and hone in on what's really happening. I think it's actually the opposite. The more intuitive I'm able to live, the less I act on instinct. Because acting on instinct is actually thinking as little as possible. Again, spidey sense is the word that I'm using here. Spider-Man, he tunes into that instinct of spidey sense and he makes a decision and he goes for it and he saves the day. I don't know, actually. I'm I'm really not. I don't know very much about Spider-Man at all. But (laughs) that being said, I think that If acting on instinct is about thinking as little as possible, that's not going to work for me. Being reactive always gets me into trouble. And if that's not you, I would love to connect and hear more about your own personal experience with instinct and reactivity. Instinct and being reactive are these things that just don't make me feel good. Instinct is tricky. It seems helpful. It seems useful. Acting on instinct seems positive. It seems grounded. For me, it isn't. And if it is for you, I'm very curious to hear about your experience. Instinct comes from that limbic brain. It's sort of the nucleus of your cortex. It's the brain that existed before all of your other, you know, gray matter, all of your other higher level functioning. The limbic brain knows survival or death, and so it lives only in the binary. You either live or you die, you run or you hide, you eat or you're eaten. Instinct never asks for space. It's on or off. It never asks for breath or rest. It never asks for distance or perspective. I think there is a lot of conditioning in our collective female psyche that still exists today that highlights instinct being a good thing. I think the patriarchy has worked really hard to remind women that the best women have it all, they work hard, they ask for nothing, and they do it all on instinct. They don't take up any space to be thoughtful or emotional. They don't need to reflect on the past or the future. They don't need to ask for help or demand change. 
they are either on or off. I think it's come at a cost. I think working on instinct comes at the erasure of our rest. It comes at the erasure of our vulnerability. It comes at the erasure of our mistakes. Intuition is not the opposite of instinct, but it's probably its counterpart. They probably hold hands in some kind of way, you know. We still have a limbic brain, after all. We still all carry those around with us. The limbic brain has not dissolved anywhere. It's still very important but it lives in this comforter of our higher cortex. It's still a very useful and wonderful system, but I cannot let instinct drive my decisions. I can't let instinct drive my anxieties. That's a huge one for me. My instinct will say, you should worry about this. Let's stop what we're doing and be worried about this. And when I use intuition, I can turn that down, examine my emotions, feel my emotions, feel my anxieties, and come to a healthier place. I have to make room for intuition in my life because what comes next is a sense of breathing room, a sense of enoughness, a sense of vulnerability that allows me to ask for help, a sense of space that actually allows me to figure out what I need to be helped. Intuition with instinct can be a very powerful way of living the way I want to live, which is mindful of the present moment, able to access fun, able to feel what I'm feeling, and able to embrace a sense of enoughness and self-compassion. Now, do I get it right all the time? I sure do not. It doesn't take very much on a given day, and these times are no exception to that, to knock me off my intuition and back up close to the control panel of stimulus. Where I live right now, we are heading into a very challenging time in the third wave of the coronavirus pandemic. I'll make no bones about it that it threw me right into the heart of my control panel. It had me fiddling and flinging around dials and knobs to get it right, to try to navigate the ship out of it. And thankfully, it took me less time than it did back in December to take a step back from the control panel, to throw up a shield of intuition and get a bit of space and breathing room around what's happening to me, what's happening to my family, to my neighbors, to my colleagues, to my community. Instinct with intuition. Lowercase i, instinct, capital I, intuition. That's all for today's podcast on intuition. If you have thoughts on today's podcast, I would love it if you would connect with me over on Instagram. I can be found over there at medium.lady. And if you like this topic of intuition and instinct, you can find more of my writing over there on Instagram. If you made it all the way to the end of this podcast and you liked the topic that we discussed today, please rate and review Medium Lady Talks wherever you're listening to your podcast. I hope that you are able to take a deep breath and make some space for your intuition today. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Bye!